everybody welcome back to the case pump podcast with us today we got the whole crew we got ryan aiden brady and myself Keyshawn. and uh boys i got a little i got a little call back here to episode 34 can anyone tell me what that episode is off the top of your head anyone know that's definitely the refs that's the no that's the brianne jenner episode in that episode she advocated strongly for a certain type of peanut butter and i gotta let you i gotta let you guys know She was not. She was not lying about it. That peanut butter is amazing. It's Adam's dark roast crunchy peanut butter. Yeah, unreal. Really Probably the best crunchy, peanut butter I've ever had in my life. I, I'm sure they have smooth for those with a uh, with a lack of taste, but yeah. uh, definitely no. If it wasn't crunchy, it would probably amazing. be good. It's like the no, highest it's, it's... selling peanut butter in the world. They do. Have oh, you're fucking smooth, lying. But... You're lying. There's no way. Oh yeah. Highest selling peanut butter in the world. You're lying. There's more. I, I don't think so. More than smooth. Jif peanut butter. That's and also, uh, Aiden, fun little fact: it is a product of Smuckers. So, uh, sh- shout out to Noel for that. Oh, nice. Adams? Yeah. I don't think it is. It says it on the jar. I thought Jif was. Uh, Jif might be as well, and Adams might be like a luxury brand, but it's it looking right at the jar. of Smuckers on the jar. Interesting. I can go get the jar if you want. I really don't care. But all right, everybody. Well, you know, we'll we'll end the discussion about peanut butter there. Uh, thanks. Shout out to Brianne Jenner again for uh, putting us on to that. Um, also, another one of my friends from work is uh, he tried it as well. Said it was like the best thing. My dad said he loved it. Um, but Brady, do you want to get into what the bulk of this episode is going to be and explain uh, where we got it from and everything? Yeah. Um, as you know, you know we're we're still in quarantine. No sports are going on. Um, you know, we had the NFL draft. But, you know, we covered that. Um, we have Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson versus Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning coming up in a couple weeks. So that'll be... At May 24th. Cannot we, wait for that. Yeah, that'll be the next kind of big sports thing. So, you know, we, we've been trying to look for, for content to talk about. And our friend's dad, who we had on as a guest twice. Yep, Caleb, twice, Caleb Bradley. Um, his dad, he's a writer for our uh, our city's um, newspaper. And he is a sports writer. Writer. So together with um, some other people, sports professionals, uh, Bubba O'Neill, who um, covered sports on CH News for a long time. I think he saw those, but I'm not sure. Uh, Rick Tamperin and other writer Steve Milton. Together, they kind of put together a uh, a quad YouTube series talking about all, to- all, all, all sorts of sports topics every week from, you know, how to grow the women's professional hockey and um, what's happening with the CFL right now and, you know, them going out of business potentially stuff like that but something that they recently covered was a two-part ep- two-part episode of rules that should change so scott he, he kind of the ho- he's the host of the show kind of and he he posed the question you know if you have the you know power to change any sports w- rule that you want like you are just the world governor sport what are some of the rules that you're going to be changing and he kind of went around and each person came up with some ideas so i thought we should um kind of assess the rule changes that they proposed and kind of give our opinion on it and, and um, weigh, weigh their answers. So, yeah, if that's good. we can just get started, I guess. Absolutely. Again, another big shout-out to Scott Radley for teaching us how to actually conduct interviews. So, you know, hopefully we get you some more listeners on the YouTube channel. Yeah, go subscribe. They're on YouTube. Home Games Hamilton is their um, is the YouTube channel. So go go watch. They're doing uh, lots of quarantine specials. So it's it's pretty good, and they're all very super, very very smart. So mm-hmm. they've been doing this for a long time. I remember, um, I remember. Kate, I mean, uh, Scott came into our class in like grade three and did like a little uh, writing lesson. So that was yeah. I've, I've taken that to my my knowledge to this day. I think we so, mentioned that on uh, oh, yeah. on on the episode with Caleb, right? We talked about that really quick. Oh, cool. Well, I forget. I don't know what I talked. No, about. no. Like it's it just uh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Scott Radley's uh, very involved with uh, yes with our sporting careers. So yeah, yeah without without uh, any further ado, do you want to yeah start with the first one? So the first one is a a rule proposed by Bubba O'Neill. So his his thing was in the CFL, the Canadian Football League. There is a unique play or scoring scoring option called the Rouge. 
And the rouge is a, a, singular, a singular point that a team gets if you, I guess, punt or kick off, or like, you know, you miss a field goal, or you punt it through the end zone. Like, just, so it's either a field goal or a punt that isn't able to be brought out of the end zone by the other team, or just goes through the end zone. Is that right, Aiden? Yeah. Pretty much? Yeah. So his rule change is that just get rid of the rouge. Uh, a team should not be re- rewarded for failure in any sport. So, you know, why should you get rewarded points just for missing a field goal? Right? Um, yeah. Steve um, Milton. Oh, yeah. You go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. You go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Steve Milton, he kind of adds that. He adds like a kind of a modif- modification on the rule saying if the ball cannot be played, then there should be no point. So let's say that a team decides to, you know, like if Brandon Banks is back there, you know, the, the field goal is short, he catches it, but he cannot bring it out of the end zone. Like the, the team tackles him in the end zone, then you would get the root. But if it goes out of the end zone, you, you just can't catch it. It's not playable. Then there should not, should, should, there shouldn't be a point. So do you guys agree with that? Or uh, is that a good? So one? I think for, for one of the first times ever, I'm going to fully admit that I am biased in this situation. And I will actually <laughs> say that I am, that I am biased and I'm not just right this time. Yes. Um, two instances in my lifetime of my short football career <laughs> where i have won a football game because of a rouge yes um uh wait did we get one in senior as well i i don't that we won a game by i rouge? legitimately don't think we ever won a game by a rouge i don't remember getting one in I, junior well okay so sorry in senior we never did okay okay cool because so, we, so we just won slapped then. almost every team we played yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Except, for, Except Churchill. for Churchill, shout out to Cody Reynolds and Luke for yeah, the even walk-off we won, drive. Yeah, we won by a touchdown. A Walk touchdown. Off. Yeah, Stefan. Um, yeah, how are you? And uh, so in in what was it? Grade nine touch football. Yep. Uh, we played a, a a very good McNabb team, Brady. If I remember that correctly. Okay, so I, I put semifinal there in the thing, but I think it was was it like the last like round robin one yeah it was because we played mcnab again in the finals yeah okay, okay. so i think it was okay and we smoked yep. them um aiden were you on that team no i didn't play touch football no because you played actual football because yeah. you were kind of a stud off through high well, school I, Not no a, i, I just wasn't a actually i can't say that never mind <laughs> I, I, I played both. I, I, I played both, so I don't. I don't think it was an issue if if you just played normal football. Yeah, Brady got a cut yeah. from the drama club. He had to find somewhere else to go. <laughs> no, so, I, I gotta. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I <laughs> played junior and touch. we had a great. No, we had a great touch football team. But like you know, McNabb, they 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 had a quarterback. Let's just say he was Lamar Jackson esque. Right? He was. Yeah. His. I still remember his name. His name was Shaden. Like oh, okay. you go up and you see you see you see the depth chart you see Shane at quarterback you like Ancaster I doesn't stand a chance but you know we won two games how are you? Um, and, and the first but, one was because you know it was like time time was expired we had one more play and our our big punter just booted one like fifty <laughs> yards through the end zone and we got the point that won the games. Jordan Hutchins, shout out to you, man! Big yeah. clutch W right there with uh, uh, MVP. Massive boot. I had no idea what was going on. All of a sudden, we just started celebrating because we won the game on a punt, yeah, walk off punt. <laughs> from what I remember, like holy, yeah. so exciting. But um, I don't know. That's that's one. It's one of those rules that, like, when people when people think of the CFL, they're like, oh, it's like it's football but weird. And that's one of those rules that kind of enforces that stereotype. Yes, um, it's definitely weird. Um, it's definitely it, you know. One thing is, you know, it it's unique to Canada. It's, it kind of makes Canada special. It's kind of like a Canadian football tradition. So, yeah. I guess you know, in every league, every you know, every league within the same sport, there's little things here and there that make the game pretty different. And obviously, the CFL is you know pretty pretty different than American pretty football. Pretty damn different, yeah. Um, but some people say that should be a good thing, and we should celebrate that kind of uniqueness and that Canada brings. And you know, players mm. who have played both NFL and CFL, you know, they don't. It's not the craziest thing to adapt to. Um, you know, we've had all those players on the podcast. You know, they said they adapted well. A little weird at first, but you know, it's you know, you learn the rules and you play accordingly. Yeah, um, I I think like it, it's hard to disagree with what uh, Bubba Milton and I and yeah, Bubba and Milton say here. Um, just because like you shouldn't get rewarded for missing a field goal or getting close. Yeah. Right. Like. Um, a Scott makes a good point where, um, you know, one of the one of the more popular points in favor of keeping the rouge is 
uh, you're being awarded for, uh, you know, having a good drive and getting close enough. But in sports, close enough means dick all. Like, yeah. Scott Scott responds to that by saying, like, if should we be giving out points uh, for receivers that almost caught a touchdown pass but not quite caught it? Yeah. Um, like, so it, it's, hard, it's hard to disagree with that. That's good logic. But for me, I want to keep it just because it is, um, like you said, Brady, Canadian tradition uh, or CFL tradition. Yeah. And, um, you know, a little bit of emotional attachment right there before I I should have TRL passed this one on to Aiden. Um, No, I mean, I, frankly, I completely disagree. I I don't think they're like, because it's, that's, I don't think that's the biggest reason why we should be focusing on whether there's a rouge in CFL football. Like the rouge is actually a strategic way of getting points or having to decide between giving up a point or like getting field position, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. the biggest example I can think of is it really speeds up the game in the sense of if you kick it into the end zone, um, especially at the end of the game, like let's say it's like for some reason. And so for people that want to say the odds of this happening are so low, this actually happens more times than you'd think. Tie game going into the fourth quarter, like a minute or less than a minute left, like something like that. The ball gets kicked into the end zone. The returner has a choice to make. He can either give up or he, yeah, sorry. He can give the other team one point or he can take it out. He has to take it out, right? He can't give them that one point. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they miss their shot to go down the field and score, then it's over. Game's over. No overtime. Mm -hmm. They just won on a rouge. Which is embarrassing because teams yeah. do win on rouges. That's the thing. Yeah. I think it's another and yeah. Like that's the other like mentality that I think of. Like, yes, it might not be. It might not serve a purpose or as big of a purpose as, of course, like scoring a touchdown, scoring a field goal, and you can think of it as rewarding people for like missing field goals. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I personally think like. If you get if you lose to a team like if a team beat you by a rouge that is the most demeaning thing ever. You never want to lose by getting beat by a rouge, and it makes things more interesting because it's like people make better like I shouldn't say better decisions, but they definitely make more entertaining decisions to not get beat by a rouge. Yes. Like I like and or even get that one point. Like there there are lots of plays where you'll see the quarterback or like and so i should say punter but there are lots of plays where they'll actually put the quarterback in on third down or even i've even seen it done on second down um and they'll run around the backfield for 10 seconds and then literally just kick the ball into the end zone yeah like they'll punt it into the end zone yeah and like it's interesting because you think to yourself like why the hell would he do that but like i mean it's it's certainly entertaining to watch when you're watching him scramble around that he just gives it a boot yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so that's what uh that's one thing Aiden I wanted to bring that up uh re- just recently on spit and checklist because you know what other media am I going to reference uh they were they had Ryan Getzlab on and they were talking about Ryan Whitney watching his first uh CFL game because Chris Getzlab was playing in it and uh Ryan Getzlab uh, was like yeah like like, like you got to watch this and so Ryan, Ryan or Witt apparently had been going like, oh yeah, Canadian football, just American football, but weird rules. And, um, and it, like, it was it, like, if they were talking about it and, uh, during that game, one of the Rouge plays happened where they were just bombing the ball back and forth out of the end zone. Like people were just like kicking the ball as quick as they can. You know, it was just absolute chaos, absolutely pan- pandemonium. And honestly, super enta- entertaining to watch. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you it know, was, it, it, it's Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Well, okay. so um, yeah, you finish your point. Oh, this is tough. Um, so like, yeah, like honestly, it was just it. It's just one of those things that adds like an element of uniqueness, and I think, I think, I think it's a it's a keep for me to keep the rouge in the game. It it adds another dynamic of getting points, which I mean, people love points. Like, yeah, for people that don't watch football every day, or even like. There are people that do watch lots of football. If you try to tell me that the Super Bowl two years ago, like, that everyone didn't hate it. Like, personally, I enjoyed it. But there were a lot of people that hated that Super Bowl. And that's what Aiden, you I get. I think you and I... Sorry, go ahead. I think you and I were, like, two of the only people that were like, man, that was actually, like, a good game. Yeah, I every, love a defensive every, match. Everyone... I love... 
I love seeing points as much as the next guy. Like, I love the 28-3 to Super Bowl. I remember that one. Aiden and I just sitting in Aiden's basement watching that one because we were, like, what, 16? Yeah. And, uh, and, and just trying to list off who on the Falcons' defense should get MVP. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, Tom Brady has the ball and he won the game. Yeah. Um, I loved that game. I loved last year's with uh, the Chiefs and uh, and the Niners, a high-scoring game, a lot of big offensive plays. But, yeah. um, you know, defense is great. Love defense. Yeah, good defense. I think – and the other thing, I think the Rouge, like, more than the NFL – because, like, I don't, I don't care what anyone says. If you're, like – Obviously, NFL players that play special teams are still some of the best in the world at their position. I'm not trying to take anything away. Oh, of course. But special teams in the NFL, like, like it's definitely, I like, I don't know. Special teams in the CFL is far more important than in the NFL. Like, Man, think about it. it. It was like the major selling points of like the XFL and the AFL was they revised their special teams. Yeah. Yeah, but so, but right? I, like, I just think that. like, it, like NFL football, man. I unless it's like the Super Bowl, like I have such a hard time sitting down and watching a game, like one singular game from start to finish. I will admit that I have a hard time watching one singular game. I love watching Red Zone, love watching the recaps, but I cannot watch one game start to finish. But CFL, I can I, actually watch because yeah. it is so fast paced, and like, and it's not necessarily the point scoring that makes it exciting, but when teams are finding more ways to get points, such as field goals, such as touchdowns, such as rouges, like it's it's plus, definitely a little it keeps the game going. Plus the yeah. special teams is just way better because you have stuff like the rouge. So yeah. punters are way more important. Plus you have um you cannot call a fair catch. So there's always mm-hmm. a return on punts and stuff. And it's not just three and out punt, fair mm-hmm. catch, three and out punt, fair catch. There's nothing yeah. like that. Exactly. There's games where literally not, nothing goes on. But the CFL, it's a passing league because there's only um, three downs. So you yeah. got you have to pass. And then you got no fair catches. You got punters just trying to boot. Like it's it's just a great, um, I don't know. I, I think it's good. And, and Arouge adds to that. But I do get the point. I think I would probably, if anything, go on Steve Milton's point and just have uh, no like no points awarded for out of the end zone. Like, I think you should work a little bit to get that point. Like, Hey, um, so, okay. You know, and then, you know, let them return it, but like, you got to keep them inside the end zone or something. Okay. I think I see what you mean. So it has to actually like land in the end zone to be a rouge. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, and, and the, the red zones mat. I mean, the, um, the end zone is massive. Yeah, of course. CFL. Of course. Well, it's, it's not like the, it's not like the NFL where it's like, you have to do this perfect 10 yard or whatever the, yeah. End zone is. Okay. I That's, think it's still I think uh, sorry. doable. Go ahead. Just a quick question. A rouge is one point, correct? Rouge is yeah. one point, yeah. So, yeah, like, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, one point isn't a make or break unless you're Jordy Hutchins knocking up an absolute dime of a pun. Yeah. But, like, one point isn't that big of a deal to be rewarded for, like, um, you know, it's not nothing. Like, I mean, it's rewarding field position, sure, but, like, it does take a little bit of skill to get that ball, um, you know. And I like Brady. I think I think you make a good point of like having it actually land in the end zone. I think it's a yeah um, a good point. So like getting one point for that, you know, playing it strategically instead of playing for field position. I think I think one point is a fair um, point valuation for a rouge. The other point I just really want to quickly make, like if anyone has ever actually tried to kick a CFL size football, oh, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't go far. Like, you're not going to get guys mm-hmm. that are kicking it from all over the field to get in there, right? And especially with yeah. the size of the ball, it makes it so easy to be carried by the wind. Like, yeah. for some yeah. reason, CFL balls are the perfect mix between a soccer ball and a Frisbee. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think the Rouge is a great way mm-hmm. to put some points on the board or, sorry, point on the board. Yeah, just introduce more strategy and and game planning, and it it it, genu- it genuinely is harder to drive with only three downs, you know. And oh, absolutely! Through. Like, yes, the field is wider, so it's you know you can you can argue that it is easier, but I you know taking away a hold down is is a lot. Yeah, um, and yeah, you know what? Well, I'm I'm not gonna we're not gonna dwell on this for too much longer. We got a, a bunch of points to be made here because man, they they. We had a great yeah. show here. We can skip um, one or two. It doesn't really matter. Be- yeah, I mean, I like this next one here. I think uh, I think that one's pretty interesting. It's not football, but it's uh, 
do you, Bird, do you want to read it out? Like the next, like the end, not the NFL. Okay. So should, this we, is, should we um, save the NHL? Should we save the NHL until Ryan comes back? Sure. If he, yeah, Ryan had to step away for a sec, but um, yeah. And this this can be quick because we've already kind of touched on it. So um, Rick Zamperin, he, he comes up with a uh, an NF like figure out the NFL overtime rules because as it stands right now, it's a, a coin toss decides who's get the, who gets the ball first. So first of all, that's just random. And then if that first team scores a touchdown. The game's over, and the other team's offense doesn't even get to touch the field. So, you know, we saw that a couple of years ago with the Chiefs and Patriots in the AFC Championship. Um, although, like, I benefited benefited from that because the Patriots won. You know, like, it, everyone wanted to see what, what the Chiefs' offense, if they could answer, you know? Can yeah. the Patriots' defense hold Mahomes and crew and, and actually win the game and, des- you know, and deserve to win? So that would have been something to see. Or, you know, when Tim Tebow first played overtime, just, you know, touchdown. Game's over. In ten seconds, yeah. um, so um, it's although the walk off factor is pretty exciting. Do you yeah. do you guys think that they should shift towards more of a CFL or college approach? Take it away, Aiden. Hundred percent. I mean, it's it's so easy to be vocal on this because there are so many instances, like you brought up with the Patriots and the Chiefs of this like stupid stupid thing and i mean if you want to talk about the rams and the saints as well um, yeah like it's just that like entire idea that it doesn't matter how well you play and i mean okay so you can make the argument that like if you're in overtime you clearly didn't play that well but at the same time like in a game where it's patrick mahomes against tom brady obviously both those teams are playing at a really high caliber with two, I mean, so the Pats defense this year was really good, but like typically they don't always have that amazing defense, right? Like, um, so you're playing with two teams with high powered offenses and kind of mediocre defenses. You want to see those offenses shine. You want to see those offenses get on the field. So it's not fair when you only get to see one offense perform in the last and it's like, okay, next touchdown wins. Like that's really, that's really, really dumb. Like that's something that schoolyard kids play. You'd think that, by being mature adults that understand the dynamics of sport and stuff, you would potentially make it fair and level. But I mean, that's just me. Um, yeah, I think Bubba O'Neill makes a good point. Uh, he agrees with that. Um, you know, think things should change, but, um, you know, he, he plays devil devil's advocate, you know, to copy that from us. All right. (laughs) I'll, I'll take my royalty check. Um, but, uh, he he says that like if like you know your defense is your uh, part of your team as well if they can't stop uh, a touchdown like it's it's not just the rules it's like your defense couldn't get a stop right like i mean they are at a disadvantage by you know the other defense doesn't get tested but like you know they kind of do also have to make a stop like it's not uh, football's not just offense and then he also mentioned that the sudden death aspect of uh, you know going down driving scoring a touchdown it's over pressure pressure is you know, it's it'll, pressure makes uh, situations like even more intense, uh, not just for the players, but also for the fans. It's yeah. it's it is really exciting to watch overtime sometimes in the NFL, knowing that like your team needs to get a stop. And it cre- you know it cre- like I love defense, I love watching defense, and it creates a an, an interesting situation. But I I do have to say like I want that change so badly. I think college football has some great overtime rules where it is you start on the twenty five yard line and you go for a touchdown. You have you pretty much have room for one first down, two if you barely get the first one, and other than that, you got to score a touchdown, put it in the end zone, and then you go to two point conversions after that. If uh, yeah, uh, you know if you stop scoring, and you can also kick field goals in that, and the other team gets still gets a shot. So yep. I think college football has the best overtime. Um, I just wanted to also make mention of one of the uh, one of the points Scott made because I found this absolutely hilarious. Pretty funny. He said uh, if you had to compare this like to hockey. Um, it wouldn't make any sense at the beginning of overtime in hockey to flip a coin and the loser just had to play with their sticks upside down for the first two minutes and give the other team a clear advantage. Like, honestly, as ridiculous as that sounds, it's kind of, it's honestly kind of a smart comparison. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no point to not giving the other team an equal shot at winning. Yeah. Right. And it's so easy to fix. It's not like it's uh crazy cl- asking for the mountain or what's it? What, what's the phrase client moving mount? Yeah. It's not moving a mountain. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's it, it's it's absolutely not moving a mountain. It's just saying, okay, you get a shot. That's it. It's not that <laughs> yeah. hard. 
And I'm sure every single team in the league would agree with it, other than, like, you know, maybe the Patriots, because they've, you know, had some success yeah. with it. My but even the Patriots, obviously, would would, would agree with it, because it's oh, better yeah. for football. Exactly. Like, they, like the Chiefs could have very well have won that uh, coin flip, and then Tyreek just catches a, a, a one-play bomb, and they, you know, Patriots yeah. are out. So. Like a Aiden Wall classic jet sweep where he just takes it uh, between the <laughs> between the guard and the tackle and runs it back for you. My thing, and then on the next play you can't. Yeah, on the next play they fake it and hand it off to the running back, and then he takes it ninety eight yards. That was that has not happened to me before in Madden. I don't know who's asking. <laughs> What's your thing? Aiden? Um, frick, there was my train of thought. Um, sorry. No, no, no that's okay. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, we got video, and I can see Aiden like head in his hands, yeah, leaning back just, in his chair. I hate it when this happens. Not, not like I just hate when I lose my tray of thought. Yeah, Rick, of course. What were we talking about before? Something that led to the jet sweep. Just like, um, you know, like, you know, like oh, Tyreek Hill getting the ball in overtime was the uh, initiating part of that. Yeah, like the Chiefs winning the coin toss. The Patriots could have e- easily lost that, so it's it's not like. The Patriots would be, would be against this oh, rule change. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Patriots remind me of it. This has to be some kind of behind-the-scenes business decision. Like, because when you think about it, that like this is the best thing for the game of football, but for some reason the NFL isn't doing it. So that leads me to believe that it's like the NFL on Sundays, they just want to spit out games. Like, they don't want to worry about time delays or anything like that. They just want it to be on, everything to be on time and them to get their money at the end of the day. No, but like, more overtime equals more ads, more more everything, more, more viewers watching for longer. So... Like, like, like I sure the, like, yeah. like the odd the odd game might go a little bit longer and you know you miss the start of a four twenty five start game but like more like you get yeah at least double the possessions no of least. course and like I'd agree with you but I'm just trying to think of some reason why this has not been changed because this has been an yeah. issue since Tim Tebow was around yeah for like this has been since an way issue. before that since these overtime rules were like established right no oh, yeah. well so that was the that was like the first year that these new rules were put into place. Um, because okay. I remember that was the big thing that these new rules were put into place. And then literally the first game of that happening, Tim Tebow, first play of the new overtime, throws a touchdown and it's yeah. over. So um, um, one, thing, have... one thing I want to mention, though, is um, sorry, Brady, I'm going yep. to keep going here. Yep. Uh, one thing I want to mention is like um, there's been so many uh, so many occasions where like we're with the boys, you know, just watching and then. All of a sudden, like, you know, we're flicking through channels. We're, like, maybe scrolling between two games, like a Penguins game and a Leafs game. And then all of a sudden, we just, we hear, oh, Hurricanes are in overtime. You want to watch. Overtime's super exciting. Oh, yeah. Again, like, the, the pressure of the game just being on, you know, it could yeah. end in one play. Yep. It's super exciting. So, I think, um, but, like, the NFL overtime, not not really like that. I think having, like, creating the situation where, um, you know, like, it, like, each team gets the ball, it makes overtime more exciting. Yeah, just a and, uh, back and forth. That's it. That's what we want to see. Like a like a overtime back and forth. Every play matters. Like every like everything matters so much in every other yeah. sport. So yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't know. Like I mean, um, the only thing I can think of is maybe like if you have still like the the time limit on the games, like you have like a fifteen minute overtime period. Um, maybe you end up with more ties, and nobody likes a tie. Like I'd rather yeah, I'd rather see my team lose than tie. To be honest, well, actually, probably not, but uh ties suck essentially yeah like a tie is terrible um so maybe that's like one reason that they haven't changed it like there's always a definitive answer to this there's very very rarely ties like maybe two or season but uh yeah other than that i see no reason why they shouldn't change it to something that mirrors close to college yeah i think but like i think this is definitely a, a rule change that we'll see in the next at least decade like at the most like i think it's such a verbal fans want to see it um players coaches want to see it and then mm-hmm. obviously like the amount of the the weight they'll make way more money so it's like everyone like oh overtime pats and bucks are going to overtime everyone's flipping to that you know oh absolutely excuse me absolutely like you see saints saints first box in overtime and you're like you know you're you're watching that you're throwing that on no matter what like i'm stopping red zone to watch that yeah, if Red Zone's not already showing it, because they probably will, because Red Zone is sick. Yeah. No, no free ads, but like Red Zone's great. Sponsor us. All right, let's move on. Um, yep, we have two hockey. We, we can just let's just do the hockey, at least the first one, because there's a couple. Ones. Yeah, I'm I'm not educated enough. Oh, there's one more football one. Should we save that for when Ryan's back? If he comes, what's the other football? Oh, uh, well, we can switch it up. 
Let's go. Yeah. Oh, let's do let's do the first talking one then. It's a quick one. Um, so this is um Scott's one. So basically, goalies who leave the crease to play the puck, he thinks that they should be treated as a skate, um, and they shouldn't have like this crazy uh all these rules governing them. You can't touch them. You can't do anything. Do you guys agree that uh, goalies should be treated as skaters if they lose if they choose to leave the crease and go get go play the puck? Uh, first off, I want to welcome Ryan back to the to the pod. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <laughs> I, had to, I had to do some CRA stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Tax you know. stuff. Tax season, baby. Tax season. Um, okay. Um, so Ryan, I don't know if you had to do it like right now. Did Didn't you Did you place. hear the question? Um, I believe it was the question about um the whether a goal should get hit coming over the crease. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you want to do you want us to throw it over to you first, or do you want to ease on into sure, it? Yeah. Would you like um, to throw it right. back first? What do you got? Out of the frying pan into the fire, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. Throw it back for us, well, real quick. I mean, okay. So if, if yeah, <laughs> um, Ryan, your first yes, opportunity but... to talk, and you oh, lag right through no. it. Oh. The entire oh, really? Did you hear anything I said? No. <laughs> Put your tax you refund to some Wi-Fi. Sounded yeah, like can. sounded like when All I was right, ripping cool, cool, Warzone. Cool. So I said if if uh, if they want to f- come out of the crease, they can and they can get hit. Like they'll they'll be allowed to hit, but like the person who hits them has to be aware that like they're just going to get absolutely decked. Like someone's going to start a fight with them. Like that's just how it works. Yeah, that's one that yeah. that's one thing that's uh, very unique to hockey, and I guess a little bit of baseball, but not as much. But the game in hockey really polices itself. You know, you you take a run at a guy yeah. like McDavid or Crosby, you're gonna you're gonna get you know yeah. Milan Lucic or uh, you know the Penguins don't really have any tough guys, but like Kadri, um, we had Reeves, Tom, Tom Wells, Tom Wilson, we had Reeves. Reeves. We had Reeves for all of like what ten games or something like that, twenty games. We traded a second round pick and just sent him right away to Vegas. Um, I don't know why we did that, but yeah, yeah, me neither. It was wild, but. Uh, like I, I don't know. I, I'm, I like. I see the points too. Like, if the goalie wants to come out and play the puck, then why shouldn't he be treated as a player? But at the same time, if he doesn't, that creates a lot more icings and a lot more, uh, you know, delays in the game. The game slows down if goalies aren't allowed to play the puck as freely as they are. Yeah. Um, you make they make the point of uh saying that like the goalies are they're they're athletes just as much as the skaters are, and they have if not more equipment than than the players. Yeah. Uh, but I, their equipment isn't really designed to, you know, get shit rocked from a player skating twenty miles an hour down the ice. No, uh, their so it's, helmets it's... and their equipment are designed to deflect small projectiles that are moving at fast speeds, not uh, large projectiles that are moving at slow speeds. Yeah, yeah, which is why yeah, like, goalies get a lot of concussions when they get hit by players. Yeah, and like, um. I don't know. Like, I I feel like a goalies would be if all of a sudden they're allowed to hit goalies, they become so vulnerable like they become like one of the uh probably the most uh like most injury likely players i don't know if i phrased that correctly but well, i don't know they, dude um... if, like, if, if a player like skates to the crease they like take a blocker to your damn head dude like yeah like if they want to be physical then we should be able to give i don't know let's get physical I, yeah you know? yeah i agree with that um i think my my consensus would be keep this rule the same um it's not like goalies are really interfering with the play that much. It's not like they're, uh, you know, it's not like the goalies can go out and hit people either. Like they don't do that. So I, I say keep this one the same, uh, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Should have got our What's... boy Ryan Tomlin on the pod because uh, he's a goalie. Might have a different outlook, but yeah, yeah, we can ask. I, I mean, him. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure he would definitely be uh, anti-contact on goalies. Well, I don't know. He's the one that he was one of the dudes that took a blocker to the back of your head if you were in his crease. So. I'll call yeah. him. I'll call him right now just to see if he'll pick up. But you guys see, keep talking. See if he, see if we can get him right in the Discord. He's he's a member of the uh, Cajun Fund Discord. That's true. I'm just gonna call him. But yeah, my yeah. my opinion um, is you know yeah, basically um I think I, I agree with Scott. They should be treated as a skater if you're gonna go out and play the puck. You know at the the face off circle or something. Um, Steve Milton makes a good point in the um. It sounds good in principle, but that's just until you get a Tom Wilson just barreling in with the intent to injure, which, you know... Yeah, but a goalie wouldn't come out if they saw Tom Wilson coming out at them. I know, but, like, sometimes you don't... 
you're not keeping track of who's if the puck's going over you know it's on the left and you got and you don't really know who's playing left wing coming in on the oh. other side on the right side like you're not well the players are supposed to be able to know who's on the ice at all time why can't the goalies i don't know they probably already do I mean, dude. like the goalies have such big plot armor when they come out of their net like like they yeah. just can't yeah, be but, hit. Like, like it's out of, out of like, line but Ryan, what if the puck gets like rimmed around the boards? The goalie goes back to like stop it. He has to like put his body up against the boards. Puck drops, and then or he changes. You know, like he's, he's coming okay, off the okay, change. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And then Tom Wilson talking... comes around the other boards. Yeah, but we're talking about like places where they're not allowed to be. Like they go where they're not allowed to be. Like outside the trapezoid. No, the 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 statement was leave the crease. Yeah, you go into the face-off circle on the. Well, boards. I don't know. You could like amend that and be like outside the the spaces where they're not supposed to be already like the trapezoid so, like, the trapezoid the in the crease and then like, like yeah. you know a couple feet out in front of the net or something like that yeah like um, if they're coming out like if patrick you know how patrick wall like went and like crossed blue line or the red line yeah, and got a penalty yeah. you know i would i would i would deck him yeah like i think i think in that case actually that's a good point like you know if he, you can't do anything to him yeah. um you you should be able to hit him at that point. So I guess I guess yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he was being a huge um, too. I, I think maybe maybe the trap is where they should be protected, and then like in front of the net and the crease, like you know that should be protected. But yeah, yeah, you know what, you know what, Ryan, actually that's a good point. I I, I changed my mind. I think if they if they leave the trapezoid and they leave their crease, I think they're fair game. Me too, yeah, why not? Like yeah, any other player because the trapezoid the, the trapezoid is is good enough to prevent icings. Yeah, if. You know, if the puck gets like flipped down on a on like a penalty kill or something like that, he's not the goalie's not going to get hit, so he can just come out and like play that puck pretty safely. Yeah. I think so. I think I think it. Uh, I think I yeah. I I think I said yeah like fifty three. If we're like done there, that but, like, point, I just want to say that Aiden looks like one of those guys that like wants to remain anonymous and they change their like he's in the dark like just sitting there. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? Like when they change their voice because they want to remain anonymous, you just see their silhouette. Yeah. Like it, yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> that's just like, lean back in his chair. Yeah, yeah that's basically. Aiden. Yeah. We gotta start. We gotta start. Uh, now that now that Aiden's got his face cam going, and I know Brady has the capability, even though he doesn't have it up, we can start uh, start recording these uh, the video here and put these up on YouTube. No. As soon as Ryan gets a haircut. No. Okay. Okay. Well, man says me. no, so we can't. We can't do that. Yep. Either. No, yep. I mean we can if you guys want. I just I'll probably. Well, well, we we can talk about it later, but um. Oh, Ryan's got the TikTok hairdo. You love that. See, these are the visuals the fans are missing, Aiden. You wanna you wanna deprive them of that? Hmm? <laughs> Yo, his, his screen. <laughs> it's Yo, terrible. The my hair my hair parts right down the middle. It's right oh. down the middle. Oh my god. So like Brady, naturally Brady, my hair just falls hair, like this. Man. That is bad. Yo, that is That's... bad. That's horrible. <laughs> and Ryan, yours is pretty bad as well. It's yeah, it's pretty bad right now. That's no, fine. That's what um, okay, actually, we should uh, we should get back on track here. I guess no one can. Remember. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We we can weave the hair. Um, Brady, Aiden, do you guys want to give like your your final statements on that? Uh, I yeah, mean... I, I I agree with with Keisha and like trapezoid and crease protected. But if if you're gonna go out to the blue line or the face off circle, like you should be treated as a skater. This doesn't mean yeah. that you know someone can come. Ch- charging and just absolutely elbow you to the head like yeah, yeah you can't you can't just fly down there you'd get a penalty just like a regular person yeah that's what i'm saying if you so, hit the, but i'm saying like if yeah. it's a regular body check then i don't see why not or at, at I least, mean, like, and then and then be a bit more strict than the than the normal skater maybe like like just because they're the goalie they're the most important player in the team it's basically the quarterback of the nfl and you know and and you know um a goalie going to the, that's the like, worst they take I know, I know, I know. But like, still, you still have. But to again, protect, like, you still have to protect the goalie more than your average skater. And you know, agree. That's if, why if Frederick Anderson good. goes to the IR, that's way worse than Mitch Marner going to the IR. So you gotta, you just gotta protect, just for the sake of business in the game. Like, no one's gonna watch the Leafs if Anderson goes down for the rest of the season. And yes, it was his fault for risking it and going out and getting injured, hypothetically. But you know. Like you're not going to penalize the quarterback for for dropping back and not throwing the ball, and then he gets. The quarterback needs to have the ball. The, the the goalie doesn't need to have the puck. It's different. I know. I'm just saying that they're they they, they play the same position, so you can compare them. Because it wouldn't be even Ryan a really big AirPods. Like, Yo, shut up! You have the newest AirPods. Um, 
it's not even like a big rule. Like goalies really only come out when there's like no when the puck's dumped or like there's nobody around. Like it's not going to be that big of a yeah. deal even if they changed it. No, but like we see, yeah, we like, see goalies play the puck a lot and contact happen. It happened a couple months ago and uh, a Zamboni you know, driver Europe, had to come in. If in Europe that David they Ayers. go crazy over there, like I know. They killed their goalie. Yeah, we should have that here. Yeah, that's It'd true. Be awesome. You get some goalie fight. Um, next point. Here we go. Yes. Bubba, next one. Bubba what do we got, Brady? Bubba O'Neill. He's all staying in the NHL. He says that we should get rid of the overtime loss points. Um, a loss Bubba, in OT. Bubba O'Neill. Yep, Bubba, Bubba. That's his nickname. Um, Big Bubba. A loss in overtime is still a game loss. So if you're if you're not going to have a tie, then they shouldn't get a point for losing. Um, and because of all these singular points, you can have every every season. Like we see it for the last whatever years. Because of the singular points, we have a good amount of bad teams being right in the middle of the pack. You know, going for that second wild card wild card spot. Like they're awful teams. Um, simply because they have an yeah, extra ten breaker. points. No, I know, but like I'm saying that because regulation overtime wins is used as a tiebreaker, and then if you took that away, they wouldn't have that anymore. No, I'm not talking about tiebreakers. I'm saying like if they're I'm saying if you took away if if, the overtime loss, you wouldn't have that tiebreaker anymore. You don't need the tiebreaker. You have you have wins, and then you can go to like goal differential or something like that. Like 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 many many other sports do, but like I'm not talking about ties. I'm talking is this about people. Person? Huh? Who's this Bubba person? Okay, stop being disrespectful. Bubba O'Neill from... He's huge, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea who that is. Uh, well, you don't watch... Bubba O'Neill from Home Games Hamilton. And you I don't watch believe the, the Spec or uh, CMHL. C- is that... CHCH News. He does sports. because he's opinionated. Well, he's just... It's... Well, he has to have an opinion. He's on a sports show. It makes sense. No. For, for example, and you're going to... Yeah, Ryan has no opinions. For example. None. Clear example. Yep. You have you look at the Metropolitan Division last year in the NHL. You have both the Hurricanes and Blue Jackets having more wins than the Penguins. But since the Penguins lost more games in overtime, since it, since they lost the game a couple minutes after the other people did, they had 12 extra points and finished third in the division, um, one point ahead of Carolina and two ahead of Columbus. Right? Because of this, yeah. Carolina had to face the number one Capitals and the Jackets had to face the number one Lightning. Okay. So I don't think that's fair because they had they won more games than Penguins, and the Penguins lost more games, but or lost more games in overtime. But all of a sudden, the Penguins get to be higher in, in the division, have a way easier matchup in the playoffs. Yeah. So I like I wanted I wanted I definitely wanted to address this as you know as a Penguins fan. Um, yeah. I don't appreciate the slander. It it, it makes sense, uh, considering like the hurt, like the yeah, like the Hurricanes and the Blues have our Blue Jackets have more wins. But think about it; it's twelve times that uh, Pittsburgh lost in overtime. Imagine they won that. So instead of getting twelve extra points, they had twenty four points in overtime. All of a sudden, it's we're not, not a talking point about for losing. It's, it's not close. For it's a point for what? I think. Did you say trying? For trying. Tying. Tying. You don't get a point tying. tying. Yeah, it's a point for being tied at the end of, end regulation. of regulation. You don't get a point for losing. Yeah, That's not why you get the yeah, point. They lost the game. It's plain and simple. Yeah, but not in regulation. I don't care about regulation. They lost the game. The like, other team the... didn't beat them in the 60 minutes they lauded to beat them. That's how it yeah, works. Yeah, so the game continues. It goes to overtime, which they lost. Like at the end I of the think, night, it's, yeah, I think... it's four three. Whatever the other, the, the Detroit won four three. That's the end of the game. Final score. They lost the game. Whether it's shootout, well then overtime. Well, I mean, that's what it is in the well, NFL, then, right? Well, if we're gonna play, if we're gonna play like that, then no other should get points for a shootout. No other sport um, gets. Nobody should get points side. for a shootout. Well, shootout should be eliminated. Yeah, shootouts yeah. suck. That's a whole another issue. But we're not. We're, um, not, we're not talking about shootouts. Frank, what was I gonna say? Yeah, well, people get you, people get two points because they won in a shootout. That's not even playing hockey. That's just that's yeah, not that's know, not even the game of hockey. Well, that's not what we're talking about right now. I'm saying it's um, in the same like vein. But I agree with you. Shootouts is dumb. It's a skills competition. It's it's just it's random. It's that it shouldn't be a yeah. thing, especially in the playoffs, which it isn't, and especially in medal games, which it isn't, which has been changed recently. I think. So. 
I actually think it was funny enough. It was Caleb and I had this conversation a while ago. Caleb is Scott's son. If you hadn't already figured that out, um, we we had the we had the discussion of whether or not they should like NHL games should be each game is worth three points, no matter what. There's three points dished out in every game. Where if if you win a game, you get three points. If you win a game in regulation, you get three points. If you win a game in overtime, you get two points. If you lose a game in overtime, you get one point. And if you lose a game in regulation, you get zero points. So there's always three points being dished out based on every game. Um, I, like, I I think it was Caleb that suggested that to me, and we, he and I had this debate a couple years ago. What do you guys think of that instead? Yeah, Steve and Rick, Steve or Rick brought that up in the video. I just didn't put it down. But I think I think okay. I think Steve it was yeah Steve or Rick brought that point up in the video. Um, I guess that's a bit better, but yeah, you know, because I mean, then the math still works where like teams aren't getting absolutely shredded for uh um it's three points for a win in regulation versus two for an overtime win because there's a a difference of two points yeah and that that really distinguishes the value between between like a a regulation win and an overtime loss is like three points first one right instead of two points i I definitely agree that a regulation win should count more than an overtime win that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I, yeah, so but, I, yeah, but the, I, think, I don't necessarily I think, think that you should take away the point for losing in overtime, like well, on the flip side. Well, awarding a team that point in overtime, if that becomes more justified for me if you get a three point for a regulation win. Sure, yeah. I think that's where we can meet on the middle ground, if you agree. Is that is that like soccer? Is that how soccer works? I know soccer, you get three points mm. for a win. I do not know, and the different leagues might no be idea. different, but I not actually sure. no. I think they get points for drawing. I don't think they ever go to overtime in soccer. There's a lot of draws in soccer. Well, there's extra yeah, minutes. Yeah, but... No, yeah, but at the end of that, like, like shootouts, injury, do that. You just it's the game just ends as a draw. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's. It's injury time for at the first half and second half, but then you can also have overtimes. So that's why games go up to 140 minutes. Oh, we see. The overtime is only only happens like in FIFA or like championships, oh, okay. like in regular tournament, yeah, like, like in regular play. Yeah. You don't get that. They just, yeah, you they, just get a draw. You just go to free kicks, or is that is that not a thing? No, you just get a draw. You end like two two. Not free kicks. Yep. All right. You end zero zero with one shot, and that's how the game ends. Mm-hmm. Great game. Um, last wonderful. Last game. thing about that, just. Maybe revising, just like the NFL, revising revising NHL rules. Scott brings up mm-hmm. that um, so just something to make it more exciting. Even though three on three is very exciting, but what he's a he's a minor league coach um, over the last few years, or you know, like the last decades, whatever. Um, and he's he seen some my minor. Yeah, he's coached probably everyone in Ancaster, I bet. Um, yeah. Don't know what you said there. Um, yeah. So fine. something that showed out. Yes, shout out. Yeah. We've been shouting him out, shout him out this whole thing. Um, something that he's seeing doing, uh, seeing the minor leagues do, is that they start on five on five and then drop down to four on four, three on three, two on two, and then one v one until there's a win. Yeah, so, that's silver stick rules so, for you there. Yeah, um, Ryan, I was actually just insane. about to say that because that would eliminate that would, uh, first that would off, eliminate shootouts. You can keep the shootouts like, first just in off, case, but that would eliminate yeah. shootouts. Oh, here we go. First off, gonna talk of... about the t- he's going to talk about the time where he was in the Hall of Fame and how the next here year I was go. on the team and I didn't win and I didn't get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, go ahead, Keish. We're ready. Um, so funny enough, Ryan, uh, yeah. the first year, the Hilarious. one where we won and ended up in the Hall of Fame, if you haven't heard, um, I just want, wanted to point that out that I'm a Hockey Hall of Famer. Not a, you know, can't, can't complain about that. Can't complain about it. I see Aiden smiling yeah, I feel like there, first runner-up like, should definitely the be most in the egotistical well. person in the What's that? I feel like first runner-up should definitely be in the, the Hall of Fame as well. Yeah, the the loser Hall of Fame. But um, so, funny enough, in one of those games, I actually like in the round robin, we had an overtime game, which went 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 the distance. It went they they had the rules where it went. Uh, it starts on four and four, does it? Yes. Like uh, five on I think five. It's five four, it, it, no, I think it's four on four, then three on three, then two on two, then one on one. Okay. Yeah. So we went from. Of four on four all the way down to one on one and we ended up losing that game in the one on one i think i played i played in the two on two um we got down to the two and like it, yeah so so i remember i i know it was my first year just because like i remember the goalies and the players that were out there and we lost in that game it was it was like a 
you know, it's it, it's one on one, and you're like watching the hockey, and it is so intense. And as a player, yeah. like I I I barely remember the game. I just remember in the locker room after our goalie and the player were just bawling their eyes out because we were in grade four at the time. So they were just bawling their eyes out. And I remember that. And I remember like just the situation. I feel like if it was the NFL or sorry, excuse me, NHL would be uh, like un- unbelievable to see that. That's I think that would be, you'd get down crazy. to a point where it's like Connor McDavid versus like yeah, some Mc- scrub Mc- and you just get toasted. Oh. Well, no, they would not. Yeah, like, I'm, they wouldn't be putting a fourth line versus McDavid. It'd be like McDavid versus McKinnon. David versus yeah, imagine Matthews. that McDavid versus McKinnon, Crosby versus Ovechkin. Like you can see yeah. all these one-on-one matchups, and it's just like, oh my god, it would be that would be insane. It would and be so cool. Can you imagine though? Like you go to you prove me wrong. You go to, uh, but imagine like going to one of these games, and they like get to this overtime, and you're so excited, like you're like you're amped to see this one-on-one. Like who are they gonna put out? And then you see like Ryan Reeves versus like, uh, I don't know who's another. Tom no, Wilson. not Tom Wilson. That Tom would be Wilson the best ever, dude. Just fighting center ice. Uh, Tom, real like quick, Ryan before, Reeves before versus... we move on, I was just thinking in soccer they have um, Rako Gudas. Uh, aggregate scores where like they have like a home and home, and then like yeah. whoever scores the most goals, yeah, uh, wins. Mm-hmm. That'd be. Would you guys like to see that in something like the NHL? At, like at some point. So fun story. They actually have that in the KHL. Oh, do they? I didn't know. Yeah. That. Um. I was watching. I was at a. Uh, a bar like watching or we were there for we, i was there for a work event but they had khl hockey on and we were kind of confused because they had like the scoring but it was all in russian um but then okay. somebody realized that it's like it was an aggregate scoring and i'm like oh that's actually like i've always loved that because it, it it creates a lot of drama in the series mm-hmm. right like they play two games but it's it's really just one long game which i think is uh super cool like I don't know how successful it would be translating it into the NHL, but uh, yeah, it'd be tough, I like the like, idea of it. Maybe not for the NHL. Because like if you win like 3-2 and then 7-2, you lose, like, but you technically still won one, so it would be t- tough to like integrate. It would have yeah, to I, be... I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the series format. Yeah, it would have to be in the playoffs, so... But you can still what have... If it, actually, I think, it would be, I think it would be better if you adapted it to the NFL. I, I I don't know. I, I think there's, but you can't really repeat games in the NFL. Like, you, there's not yeah. enough time, and you can't. Well, in the playoffs, like if you had a home and home, that's what I mean. You have to extend the season. Well, like you can't lot. have multiple games. You can't have a series in the playoffs in the NFL. That's just no, not just feasible. two games, just two games. Like for what? For like wild card or something? Like just dub, like or like divisional, eight. or like or just like the NFC Championship and the Super Bowl, like like eight weeks of football, or like an extra four weeks. Uh, Again, I don't. I don't think more football is, is, a, is a good. I think I'm, st- I'm still not a fan of more football. I like. I, 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 like, I love I'm it, saying, but like, I just don't, I just don't think it makes fair. sense. Like, if you just had one bad game, I guess I don't know. Like, it's it's easy. But, it's like, easier. Again, each team has the same opportunity. It's easier for hockey to make that argument because there's a way higher probability of chance in in mm. hockey because the puck bouncing is just unreal. Like Detroit could win against. Um, like uh, Boston, because somewhere, somewhere, yeah, I really see it. Yeah, just, yeah, like a bad balance, like any any like given day. Higher, and I think somewhere I see it actually fitting into the NHL would be if the season resumes from like you know obviously pandemic, maybe doing like a quick two game series where it's aggregate scoring to try and quickly decide weed out the teams and then get into a playoff format. I could see them doing something like that. That yeah, would be, anything's yeah, that would play be pretty interesting. Point. Well, like yeah. the NBA was talking about doing a play-in tournament already, like just in the normal, mm-hmm. in the normal yeah, season. A quick one, or... yeah, let's do uh, one more with the NFL catch, yeah, and then we have we'll... like four. We have four minutes. I thought he said six forty-five. Hold on, he's got on yeah, himself. yeah, six forty-five. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool, cool. But I mean, we're going to talk about this for longer than four minutes. So I think, yeah, the which, good which, NFL one to wrap what, it up. Which which one is? Um, the, the the catch. I think we should because we've, Wait, we've already talked about catch. Yeah, it was a catch. no. Ryan, are you looking at the dock or what? What What are you talking about? You're You're lagging. You're You're talking about random stuff. He's He's. You guys are lagging so much. I can't. No, you're lagging. Yeah, we're. You're the problem here. Okay, so this This one's Rick. Rick Zamperman. So 
Yes, we've we've already talked about what you know. They should simplify the catch. Uh, what is a catch? What's possession? Blah blah blah. We already know all that stuff. We've talked about it. I was more interested in the replay kind of aspect. Um, in that, Steve Steve brings up that there should be a time limit on replays, and that if you cannot you know, decide within that time limit, then, you know, the rule in the field should stand. And Scott brings up a great point, which I really like. And, like, obviously things change, and, like, the purpose of the replay has changed. But he says that the original purpose of the replay was to avoid egregious mistakes to correct clearly missed calls. So an example of this, if you guys remember a very famous play in 2013, Matt Duchesne with the Colorado Avalanche, he was about, like, a country mile, a nautical mile offside. But the linesmen somehow missed this, and then they ended up scoring a goal, and they eventually won the game. Um, so that's same a, that's, thing that's as the a, Flyers Penguin series, same thing. Yep, same thing. Or um, the, the the that pass interference call. Um, the Saint was it Saints and Rams or who was it Saints and Rams? Nikel Roby Goldman. So like egregious mistakes, like stuff that's like holy shit, that was clearly a missed call or clearly yep. the wrong call, and then. Within 20 or 30 seconds, you can be, yep, that's the wrong call. Let's make this call. I don't think, you know, and referees or umpires or anything, like in, in any game, should have the capability of, we're going to take 10 minutes, we're going to look at 42 different angles and 4K ultra zoom in slow motion replay and then make the most correct call possible. Like, I don't, I think we should move away from that because that's what we're going towards. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, I think uh, one of the, like, one of the points that like Scott makes here, which I uh, absolutely love, is um, the replay system. And uh, so, hold on, I'm just not speaking properly. Uh, so, Steve is one that says uh, there should be a time limit on the replay, and if the call can't be made inside of 20 or 30 seconds, whatever they decide on, yeah. then the ruling on the field stands. That's the that's the main points. Yeah. Um, but so Bubba counters it, and he says if you only have 20 seconds to look at a replay then you're probably only going to look at, a, at one angle, which may tell a totally different story than another angle. Yeah. But then Scott has a fantastic comeback to that. Yes. And he says, um, if multiple camera angles are saying different things, that's all the more reason to conclude that the replay didn't mean anything and the ruling on the field should stand, go with, yeah. go with like what's originally happened, and move on. Speed up the game. Uh, Aiden, what do you got? So the one play I can think of and I know you all, you guys probably already know the exact play I'm thinking of that Julian Edelman punt fumble that oh, yeah. everyone <laughs> thought it was a fumble. Like, I thought it was that a was fumble, crazy. and literally, I think everyone else in the stadium thought it was a fumble until they crazy. looked at a side angle and it just didn't hit him at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was crazy. Because it, it, it was bouncing, just for context. Um, he was fielding a punt, it kind of bounced in front of him and it like went by him. And everyone thought it like grazed his leg, and then the other team recovered. So everyone's okay. Like, possession, yeah. other team. I forget who they're facing. But then, yeah, the one angle showed that like it missed them by a millimeter or whatever, and then they said no fumble, and then Patriots recovered, uh, gained the ball. Yeah, like, but that's yeah, the that, thing. That's, right? definitely, like, that's definitely a good point. If they didn't take a look at those other angles, then yeah, that game would have gone completely different. And I mean, I can't pull a million examples out of my ass, but like, I mean, no, of course. But I, I think the that thing one, is, I think one was the NFC Championship, brother. Well, but that's the thing. They they looked at that replay. They just didn't do anything about it. But I think yeah. I think there's more to it. Like it's not just the refs being, it's not just the refs looking at it and being dumb. Because I'm sorry, I don't know. Like no one can be that dumb, right? Like mm-hmm. for the sake of humanity, well, they, are, they seem to find the the probably the most dumb officials they can find, and then throwing them out there on the field. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's they're not being properly trained or something like that, like or they're just there's like three good ones that you see like repetitively, like re- repeated times, like that they're actually good, and then the rest are just so iffy. Well, there's there's also the whole thing about you know the whole thing's rigged, and that would explain absolutely everything. So, and do you think is there a conspiracy yep. that they don't train them? Oh no, it's a hundred percent true that they no. don't train them. They don't train them properly yeah. oh. because what happens is all these great refs like Gene Steratore, like all the big name refs that you can think of. The reason, exactly. These are the guys that should be training the like young referees, but they're not because like networks poach them to be their like in the booth referees. So these guys sit up in the booths and make these amazing calls. Like 
they'll yep. look at these calls and say, you see, this is why this shouldn't happen. Or you see, that's totally a penalty. They completely missed that. And everyone agrees with them. Like everyone watching yeah. is like, yeah, this guy gets it. Like, and then you start to think to yourself, like, why can't they have a ref up there say that? Like, why, why are the yeah. guys that are up in the booth, like not that smart? Like, are they not getting angles? Like, what's the deal here? Like, yeah. are things being withheld from them, or are they being told to call things this way, right? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's... Yeah, well, and it's such a small, like, like there's not that many NFL refs, and like you said, if they're all being poached to the booth, then yeah. I can see how, like, there's not, like, these, like, like game-tested refs that have been there a while, and, like, yeah. it, it must be a lot different from, like, the, like, learning in a classroom or whatever, and trying to do it properly with everybody yelling at you, but yeah. Well, yeah, it completely is, right? Like, it's a completely different situation when you're out there refereeing NFL football. But I think the main thing is that the bare basics are the same. Like, it's your yeah. job to make a call. And these guys mm-hmm. clearly, like, yeah. some of them are clearly not able to. So, uh, I think the main issue isn't so much with the refs on the field. It's just the, how do we correct these egregious mistakes? And what, what are the people in the booth doing, like you said, Aiden? Because, you know, the people in the booth there's no one fantastic in there because they're all getting hired by the network. So I think, you know, I, I like to take the blame off of the, the in-game officials on the field because, you know, it's every, you're looking at 15 different things and it's, it, everything happens at game speed, but you know, the, the people up top, they know, can, they can job, look at everything. Though, like... So, but like, yeah, I don't know. Here's I my know, thing. But, like but you, you can't, you can't be perfect. I know, but you have six referees on the field. They're all told to look at a specific like thing. And especially like, when I think of that Rams Saints, like Nickel Robbie oh, Coleman, yeah. like the ref was right there and he tried making the argument like, oh, I couldn't see. And then after the game, like even Nickel Robbie Coleman was like, yeah, it was a penalty. I just had to get there. Like I had to do that. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah. he was going to score. If and I didn't, didn't that ref that. get fired too? Like, no, he actually didn't get fired because he was refing games this season. The entire crew was. Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, was it this season or was it? It was. It would have been well, so last season, but. And they actually screwed up another big game as well. Yeah, I remember that happening because well, yeah, then it I mean, came out. It came I, out afterward that it was the same officiating crew that had done the New Orleans yeah, and uh, Los Angeles games. So yeah, it, it I mean, is no, interesting. Color me like, surprised. There's, <laughs> I think there's there's no doubt that there's obviously bad refs and they make mistakes. But I think for the most part, like refs in every single sport are pretty like underrated like because we're never ever gonna praise them for making a good offside call or like a good holding call like that it, it happens you're like oh yep that's that's what happened yep that's the right call it's not like we're tweeting about it like Do oh man you made, made, made for swimming he made the best um, actually was there was an nba ref that wasn't there an nba ref like two years ago that made like an unreal call and everyone was like so happy with it I don't know oh, why. I don't know. I, mean, I, honestly, I don't. It, I don't it happens. I'm just saying, yeah. like, it, it doesn't okay. happen every game, every play. Yeah. Like, because, like, you, you know, like, a ref will miss the, the slightest holding call that you can only see after slow motion, or he, he calls it a catch and it, it wasn't, like, whatever. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, obviously, there's big, big time errors that happen, like, like the Rams and Saints. But for the most part, refs are doing their jobs. They're doing what they can. Um, obviously, there's the ones that are throwing money, and you know, there's been lots of whistleblowers and refs who have come clean about that stuff, which is amazing. But and does not get enough attention because it should. They've openly admitted that they received money to make the wrong calls, and they did. So we'll do another investigation on that in a future episode because it, it definitely like, deserves yeah. attention. But but for the most part, refs are good. I feel bad because like. You can't applaud a fish for swimming. Like that's their job. They're supposed to do it. I get that. But also, if they're not taught properly on how to do that and don't have experience, like you can't expect them to be perfect, right? So, like, there's a balance you have to, I guess, um, yeah. think about. So but I, it's not. It's not like the the equivalent of like fish swimming is the ref showing up, putting on the right colors, and or you know the right you yeah. know the black and white stripes. No, it's and showing up to job. the game and and. And blowing the whistle. No, 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 no. Because do a fish swimming is not just doing its job. It's just it's that's how it lives. Uh, like the like if a ref makes a good call, like he never gets any credit, and that's just the way it is. I don't like it's it's you're right. It is them doing their job, but 
they only get shredded in the media. You never, you never hear about refs making a good call. Like Aiden brought up the one example. I hadn't even heard of that. That's how it but, is. Like it, it, I, I. Well, like I said, there's a balance, what? right? That's just how it is in life, though. Like, right? Like it is. It is. Like but all like, the great. You can like, do. Point you, out, can, like, you can do a million things right, but as soon as you screw up on one thing, that's when people yeah. are going to start to notice. The best yeah. corners no, in the course, NFL are the ones that you never hear them called. You never like see them being looked at in a game because they're doing their job so perfectly. That was me yeah, in, yeah, just a, another in, thing. in high school. Damon Arnett. And I read um, Arnett. Is that there There has to be some ridiculous Thanks, red tape around the, the ref situation in the NFL because people have been whining in, about like the refing situation for years and they still haven't fixed anything. They're like, there just has to be some crazy red tape around it that yeah. like... Like the the league just can't come around, like go around. Yeah, it just of course. Has to be. the NFL is mm-hmm. so corrupt. But we'll yeah, get into yeah. that. We'll get into yeah. our NFL conspiracy theories in another episode because yeah. we'll, we'll we can we'll go we can go so deep with it. Yeah, I think the main thing is uh, full stop. Pause. Yeah, the just whole things that need to go deep. Aiden has to go, so let's wrap this one up. Yes. Um. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um. We're gonna. We got if you, if if anything you guys want to talk about, let us know. We got not that many topics, so I mean the NFL schedules got released. We're gonna make an episode on that soon, so watch out for that. But other than that, we got not much. So if you want us to talk about anything sports, not sports, let us know. And um, yep. thank you for home games, Hamilton. Go look them up on YouTube. Um, great videos, um, great people. Scott Radley, Steve Milton, um, Rick Zamperin, and Bubba O'Neill. Those are the people who contributed all those ideas that we kind of bounced um, bounced off this episode. Um, anybody We're gonna got send our uh, pod demo tape to them, and they're gonna have us on theirs. No, we'll, we'll Dude, have... I was thinking about that. I'd love to be on that YouTube channel or on the radio show or something like that. Hey, well, I, bet you, I bet you, if we ask Scott like, nicely enough, he he would still. You know. We cannot get an eight person show. <laughs> no, I was gonna say it would it would have to be it would legitimately have to be like one of us, maybe two of us. Yeah, and that's going to be impossible. So yeah, no, all four yeah. of us. We would. We're fight package deal or nothing. <laughs> we, we would, Scott would so have to we'll bring us. Uh, one more really quick I'm thing. Just, I'm just kidding. One more really quick thing before we head out of here. Uh, make sure to tune into our Twitch. Um, we don't stream every night, Great. but we let you guys know when we are streaming. Um, watch us play Warzone, and we've got some other stuff coming up. Uh, all we've done is Warzone, really, because it has taken a little bit for us to get it up and going. Um, we've all gotten tremendously better, I must say. But uh, we get we get those dubs. I know everyone has their own segments that they want to try out, so uh, make sure you yeah. stick around if you are watching our Twitch, uh, just because there is new stuff coming. It's not just going to be Warzone all the time. Yes, sir. Can sir. you just sauce the link re- real quick? I think it's Twitch. Oh, buddy, it's, it, forward slash. Uh, it will be in the better believe it's already in the description. Oh, okay, cool. Come on. It, cool, cool. Come on. In the in the in the pod that went up previous to this episode forty three, uh, it's it's already in that description. So. Uh, that will continue to happen. Yeah. Our editor is absolutely on point right now. I'd love to see it. And with that, yeah, I'm killing it. May your punts be high and down. Thank you, boys. Oh.